This is a download from motorsportingpubs.co.uk. Formula Pubscast with Paul Hadsley. Round 10, Hungary. Hello everyone and welcome to the Formula Podcast here in uh, Hungary. A bit of a rainy and miserable day here in Birmingham. Sadly, not rainy in Hungary. What can you do? We're uh, raining in the wrong places. But who knows? We have a race ahead of us. Just a bit of housekeeping for us. Sorry there's been a lack of podcasts recently. Um, it's basically technical reasons you don't want to bore you with. But uh, yes, we missed Austria and Hungary. Uh, no, we missed Austria and Silverstone, didn't we? So uh, apologies for that. Silverstone was a good race, though. That was uh, very enjoyable with the... Um, wet, dry conditions that I wish we had today. But yes, we are here in the Ape Bar, slightly uh, subdued up here, of course, because uh, this is the first race after the sad loss of Joel Bianchi, and uh, there was a minute silence earlier on, very many touching tributes to him, and I think we'll be uh, also sharing some of the memories of him later on uh, in the second half, or the, the half after the race, uh, depending on how much race we have to talk about. There is a race on, of course, we've got Lewis Hamilton and Paul, Nico Rosberg on second place, and uh, potentially a threat from the Red Bulls, because they may have used less tyres, they may have... Uh, a bit of a card to play in this race at least on the podium so at least even if Lewis and uh, Nico clear off they may be racing Williams and Ferrari for third so that, this is a track that suits them so maybe there will be some interest in this race Hungary not traditionally in, in the past one of the greatest races of the season then suddenly switched around to being one of the best easily uh, somehow strange how that happens so yes lots to talk about and uh, five minutes to the start of the race so uh, let's come around and talk to people on the uh, initial podcast table firstly Andrew Miller is here and has joined us all the way from Spain so it's a hell of a commute just to come here to watch the Hungarian Grand Prix. Why have you done that, Miller? Hola, uh, go Fernando. Uh, McLaren are going to win today. Oh, that was so it. loud you may have broken the recorder, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, say hola at a at sort of reasonable volume. Hola. Thank you. That's that's the an- most anti-Spanish thing that's ever happened. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Miller. And uh, yes, yeah, so what, you, what are you thinking for this race? What, is it going to be worth watching? Or should we just sit around and maybe solemnly talk about Julian? Well, I think we'll be doing a lot of talking about stuff that isn't the Hungarian Grand Prix. It's perennially, perennially uh, the most interesting one. Did I say the most interesting one? I meant not. In the past it wasn't, but then it got better. Like last year, Danny Ricciardo, overtake, overtake, overtake. A few years ago, Jensen Button. And, you know, it started wet, became dry. You have to hope for wet weather for a really good race. Or so anywhere, hot that the tyres go off. Wet weather would just be great anywhere, I think. Yes, but so, so hot the tyres go off, like last year, also good. Yeah, do we know what the track temperature's like over there? Is it cloudy? Is it sunny? Is it... According to earlier, we'll talk to J-Bus in a minute, but according to one of J-Bus, uh, it's back with rain earlier. Uh, so, you know, there's potential. There might be rain in the air, but it's uh, certainly a lot less uh, hot and a bit cloudier than they've had at any point of the weekend. I mean, this is a race that's won in the pits, isn't it? So yeah. it's and down to watching what goes on in the pits and who's Red quickest Bull. changing their tyres. Red Bull may have saved a set of the all-important soft tyres, and there may be two pit stops this weekend, so there could be more strategy options. So, you know, there's slightly more going on this race, I think. Hopefully, hopefully. Let's wait and see. I think the race the third is going to be Williams, Ferrari, Red Bull. So it's. I mean, we, we've the last few, few years behind Sebastian Vettel, yeah. and now you've got the Mercedes. It's <laughs> always been the battle for who's second best, who's third best. So, yeah, that that remains as interesting as ever. Is it yeah, going to be Williams? Is it going to be Ferrari? Yeah. You know, we could even have, you know, as you say, Daniel Ricciardo having a good weekend. Probably I've talked you around, Miller. Thanks. Good. <laughs> you were very negative until you talked to me, and I've really improved your life. But let's go up to Jen Halliday. Hello, Jen. Uh, you, uh, you're here to watch uh, Formula One here at the Apre Bar. who have survived the rain. But uh, who are you supporting today? I think any of the drivers you want. Oh. 
that Scottish one's not still in it, is he? David Coulthard. No. You're doing this on purpose, goodness. You know that he's, you listen to him. Oh, stop playing this character okay, okay. of a girl that doesn't know. Uh, and Big Mac Ben Whitfield has joined us to rescue you from no, this character that you're playing. No, I want Nico to win. Nico Hulkenberg? Bot- no, Bottas. Nico Bottas. Stop playing this character. I know you know this. Oh, that's annoying. <laughs> Nico Bottas. That's a good guy. Yeah. I'm supporting Nico Bottas. Nico Bottas. Let's hope both of those drivers do well. I'm going to support Felipe Alonso. Anyway, uh, I'm thinking of two names. Jensen Hamilton. Massa. Yeah. Jensen Massa. Jensen Massa. Good. Good. Good work. Good work. Yeah. Kimi. Grosjean. Anyway, this is that's a good little game. Let's talk to Jay. Uh, let's talk to Big Mac. He's over here, and then we'll get on to Jay Bass. Big Mac, you've just uh, run in. Uh, that just uh, had a Okay, thank you. Um, it's going well this intro. Uh, so yes, yeah, so what you're expecting as we're heading about to go on the parade lap. I think the parade lap will be all Jay Bass. So quickly, uh, what are we expecting from today's race? Have you followed practice and qualifying? There was a rollover. That was. Would that be the most exciting thing of the weekend? I'm not sure. It might be. Um, I think you, you, it's all about the star, really, isn't it? You know, it's so it's such a hard circuit to pass on, and I know rain was kind of forecast, but I guess it's not coming now. So it's all about the start and how you can position yourself. Yeah. I like uh, I like where Vettel is on the clean side. I think maybe you could leave Praga Rosberg and then maybe try and hold off, you know, prevent a Mercedes one two. So that's the so, best we can hope for. You're saying uh, Mercedes one three. <laughs> I think probably, but. Then again, there's been some decent races at Hungary recently. I mean, yeah, with the double DRS now that you get coming out of turn two, it does give a chance for drivers to kind of, you know, have a bit of a nice little boring, isn't it? Yeah. It's appropriate for Birmingham. Indeed. Anyway, so I'll go talk to Jay, but more from uh, Big Lap, Ben McPhillips after the race. You get your get sorted at the bar. I'm going to leave you to it. But very quickly then, as we're on the parade, we haven't got time, and just as they start eating all of their lunch, or at least Dom does uh, Vicky and Dom who are stars of Downforce Radio's uh, debrief uh, on a Monday sometimes and then probably this Monday as well so hello Dom you filled your mouth with as many peppers as possible and can you tell us about this race in great detail please um, I can't wait for it <laughs> yes uh, what are we expecting from this race uh, Big Match has predicted that maybe Vettel have a shot for second do you agree um, yes because Mercedes have changed the front left wheel or bearing on Rosberg's car which says to me they'll have a dodgy pit stop in the first one allowing Vettel to jump them oh, okay okay that's different to Big Match's prediction but You've obviously been listening to the broadcast, and I've been doing this little intro. Good. Um, when was that then? Just on the grid? Yeah, just before they, they in part Fermi this morning, so they've changed that up. You're allowed to change wheel bearings in part Fermi. I guess they got permission. Yeah, they do different climatic conditions, so they made the use of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's quite annoying because my predictions are the other way around. But um, other people that you may speak to in the next few seconds may disagree and think that's a brilliant idea. Okay, and uh, maybe you can explain, Vicky, what he means by that. I may have predicted Hamilton, Vettel, Rosberg as the top three in the race, and I think it will happen. I think Rosberg will probably have a shocking start, because apparently that side of the grid is not so good for the starts, and he's not been that confident all weekend. So I think Vettel's got a good shot of second into the first corner, and I don't know whether Rosberg will lose even more places, to be honest. Okay, so you agree with Big Mac, because that's what Big Mac just said earlier on. So, uh, yes, that's you and Big Mac on one side, Dom on the other. You can start fighting. That's slightly frightening, to be honest. (laughs) And Lewis Sudderby from Bite Live. Hello, very quickly, because we are coming to the grid. Uh, Any predictions for this? race and uh, is it going to be a good one uh, based on my predictions no um, I've gone for Hamilton Rosberg and Bottas um, but Bottas qualifying sixth has probably snookered me so I don't think he's going to which is the dirty side of the grid so. so yeah I think I'm under pressure there going quickly from Bass, what how's Jensen going to do from 12-13 I think he is uh, we're hoping that he finishes uh, that is a victory in itself if he manages that <laughs>
Okay, then, so that's it. We're all on the grid now, so more from uh, JBS after the race. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a good one. We can only try and be positive. I'm going to sit here and watch the onboard feed anyway, so I'm going to have a good laugh, whatever happens. But uh, all the cars are on the grid now, and uh, the green flag is flying. The lights are coming on, and we're here to watch 2015 Hungarian Grand. No, we're not. We're going to have a yellow, yellow lights, aborted starts. We've got more time to talk to people, perhaps. What has happened? Who has stalled? I can't see anyone waving. Uh, as I look down onto the extra feet. Oh, no, even big Mac Ben McPhillips is not joining us at the table. But uh, another... He didn't jump start, Miller. He's, uh, he's going on his parade lap. Can't see anyone waving. I can't see anyone... Oh, what a shame. That's, just, that's not going to give me the intro that I normally get. But uh, I could just edit it and pretend. But no, this is uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix 2015. There's going to be a second parade lap. The next, uh, one less lap of race distance, I think. Uh, I can't hear the broadcast because I'm doing this and I've got earphones in. Who's stalled over here, J-Bus? Do we know? No one stalls. We're just, having a, just for the fun of it, we're having extra parade lap. We reckon there's a, um, a computer malfunction. Oh, okay. So they've um, start procedures failure. Yeah. So they're sending people... Yeah. Are they gonna, what, are they going to start this with a flag? Like the, it wouldn't be a Union Jack cause, or Union flag. I shouldn't send Union Jack. People are get angry that I called it that. But uh, I think it was... Um, yeah. it's, it'll be like Le Mans. Fernando Alonso <laughs> will, um, will have to stand and wave the Hungarian flag nice. from the podium because he won't be able to start because his car's crap. Sorry, I'm in your way. Sorry, sorry. It's right in someone's seat there. But... Uh, yeah, so that's an uh, interesting one. So no one's stalled, no penalties, and uh, they're just going for another parade lap. That's interesting. Uh, no one knows what happened there. It's all a bit of a mystery. Yeah, so off on our second parade lap. That reduces the race distance by one actual lap. Uh, food is being decided on this table. I'm basically filling time so I can do my intro. But anyway, yes, let's enjoy the Hungarian Grand Prix, and I uh, hope you do too. So a bit of a mystery at the start. I'm sure by the end of the race it will not be a big deal, but... Uh, it could be a big deal if the computer fails again on this lap. Let's see what happens. Anyway, Hungarian Grand Prix is happening in a weird start, a little bit of a delayed start, but uh, it will get going eventually. We'll be back in a moment for post-race review. It was Massa's fault. Apparently, it was Massa's fault. Formula Pubs cast from a pub in Birmingham. Check us out online and find your nearest venue, motorsportingpubs.co.uk. This is Formula Pubscast on Downforce Radio. He's waving already, careful. Wow, did, uh, did he say he won the chequered flag? <laughs> He's going to win the chequered flag. Well done, Sebastian Vettel, for winning the 2015 Hungarian Grand Prix. We watched it here in the halfway bar. Well, it certainly wasn't boring, give it that. And it uh, didn't rain, but it did feel like it did at some point. It felt like it was a wet, crazy race that happened somehow without the rain. But uh, what a race we saw. It was like the World Championship all in one. It was... I, 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 my breath has been taken, my flabber has been gasted, and my will to continue with the podcast has been confused because I don't know which bit to talk about uh, there's so much to happen in that race we're going to need a podcast of about 12 and a half hours just to deal with it all even Max Verstappen gets fourth which is amazing McLaren gets points that's brilliant Nico nearly had the championship lead and had the momentum in his pocket yeah Jensen got points as well uh, Lewis Hamilton comes home ahead of Nico Rosberg Nico Rosberg nearly passed someone on the line by the look of it but uh, so Lewis extends the championship lead when it looked like he was going to lose the championship lead completely um, wow what a race there's so much to talk about incidents crashes safety cars virtual safety cars and a Ferrari winning Mercedes 11 started their 
sorted their starts out, have they? That's another question. But uh, Milo, you're alongside me watching it. Uh, have you got your breath back after that one? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry that I started complaining around about lap 25 that it was going to be very, very boring. I, I think I was, I was wrong, wasn't I? You were wrong before the race because you did say it was you know, not one of the best, but... Uh, well, well, even from like the get-go, the Ferraris stormed past the Mercedes and you knew there was going to be a race on. Well, there was a race on, and the thing I'd like to say is, I was saying to you just then, that the drivers have become too good and they're not letting themselves down. They really let themselves down today, and for the spectacle, that was awesome to see. There was collisions, everybody being a bit sloppy. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic to see, and it's it, they weren't machines today. They weren't so machi- machine precision. We have a motorsport joke coming up, but you should watch the Formula 3 Euro series if you like that. <laughs> and there's some uh, congering marshals on the track making everyone laugh that wasn't that laughter was not because of my joke it was because of the Congreen Marshalls so don't pretend I'm that funny but uh, yeah they, they, they have really bad driving standards in Formula 3 US series and uh, crashes flips rollovers and uh, one race the uh, whole race was cancelled and they put the safety car out because of such bad driving standards and that was at Monza wow but no I think on today I'm thrilled about Vettel winning of course and Alonso up in fifth both McLarens in the points fantastic stuff absolutely fantastic definite feel good race feel good result yeah absolutely what a race I didn't really expect after the way Ferrari had been going for them to have even a chance at the podium really I thought Red Bull and Williams might have a look at this but Ferrari really dominated that one and well done to Vettel his second win of the season as a Ferrari driver shame about Raikkonen of course but um, you know I get the feeling he couldn't be bothered again but <laughs> well his engine couldn't I'll tell you that much I don't think he could, I think he could have told round at the back but what good that would have been it's the negative but, energy in the car it's the negative energy this last Kimmy's last season do you think um, yeah. As a Ferrari driver, anyway. Definitely as a Ferrari driver, but I think maybe an F1. I don't think the desire's there for him. I don't think it really yeah, has been since... I thought, even if, even if Kimi, when he wouldn't, in a Ferrari, wouldn't be winning every race, but even if Kimi was doing what Vettel was doing this year, I think it'd still be his last season, because I think he, this is, he's coming to the end they of his term. They want Bottas, don't they? Yeah. Well, they want Bottas. They want uh, Bottas as a number two to Vettel. Could be an interesting prospect. Let's talk to Jen as well. Uh, Jen, uh, your comedy character that uh, likes to pretend because she's a girl, she doesn't know about Formula One when you well and truly do do know about Formula One despite being female. Uh, did you enjoy that race? I don't think my gender's got anything to do with it. But why did you say earlier on we were playing this whole Kimmy Bottas thing, that hilarious joke we enjoyed? I think you'll find it was Nico Bottas. <laughs> Sorry, I got it wrong. I got the wrong thing wrong. I apologise. I, I enjoyed that race because lots of things went wrong but no one got seriously hurt. Thanks for that. It was kind of like like that British Grand Prix where everyone's tyres blew up and you're like, oh, this is brilliant. It's kind of like that, except like with more variety. Well, a few people's tyres blew up, mainly Nico's. Yeah, but there was also variety with like the wing thing that came off at the front and then it went under the tyres and you're like, oh my gosh, he's tripped over his own shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was very much like that. Yes, well done. We're enjoying this uh, analysis of the race. Anything else you want to use any of analogies no, no? what about yet. Nico when he had a puncture is that like when he was fumbling over his own shoelaces which oh, Nico Rosberg see, which Nico see so you do know um, I, I don't they're just all cars to me they're not all cars to you did, who, did you like Vettel he did a good one I am glad that Vettel won because like it's not like he wins them all anymore no that's true no, that, yes thank you and are you glad that Vosberg did not win or come second what about Ricciardo what do you think about the little crash they had I'm just glad that Hamilton didn't win because I'm horrible on team Nicole I know that and Miller 
I just got a point to make. You know, we're going to actually hear um, an Italian and a German national anthem. I've never heard that before in Formula One. Uh, not in, not in, no, German and Italian anthem in Hungary. I think that was sort of bookended 10 years ago. You could definitely hear one 15 years ago. Um, over to team, uh, well, so talk to Ben McPhillips first. He's on the JBAS table, but I, I see him as mine. Uh, you're mine. He's the new manish, which is... Yeah, here's your mine, and you're the new manish, which is not an insult, I promise. But uh, hello, Ben, and uh, what did you make of that race? Where do you start after a race like that? Any particular incident you want to? And firstly, okay, let's start at the beginning on deciding. Mercedes, when they're going to start sort their starts out? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so that, sorry to ask you that question. Say after that. <laughs> sorry to, I thought you'd have inside information. Okay, so yes, I mean, what a race! I mean, it's a whole like world championship in one race, really. It felt like a, I know there's endurance championships out there, but it did feel like a, a very much an endurance race where not everything happens. A championship's worth of incidents in two hours. Pretty much. I mean, just like wow. <laughs> like, what odds would you have got on both Mercedes finishing outside the top five, or on Alonso being a top five, or? I know, two Red Bulls on the podium. Yeah. It's balmy. It's a Kvyat, uh, yeah, he keeps the second place, doesn't he, even though he has the pen. Everyone had a penalty at some point, so I don't know if you can really... I assume there's going to be provisional results and maybe stuff will change uh, in the official results. But, yeah, I mean, Kvyat keeps his second. Max keeps his fourth with all the penalties. Is that true? Yeah, I think what happened to Kvyat was... I mean, I didn't see what happened to Kvyat, actually, but... I guess if he gained an advantage off track, then a 10-second penalty probably is fair. Is that I mean, the one where he overtook Lewis when they were both off track? It might have been. I see I, that being a penalty for both of them, the way the FIA are going. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I believe Lewis is still under investigation. I, I'm not entirely sure. There's so much happened. I don't know what to no, look for. I think, every, I think all the penalties are over. It's just... Well, anyway, we'll find out about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot happened. I don't know where to... Don't know what else to talk about. I mean, it's because everything. If it, I'm going to miss out something at some point, but good result for McLaren anyway. They got serious points. What I think, what what you gotta think is, Alonso had that puncture in yeah. the second stint. Yeah. Now, had he, because of that puncture, he lost a lap, and then of course under the safety car, everybody repasses and gets a lap back. But had that puncture not happened to Alonso, he would have been right with that Hamilton, Bottas, Kvyat, and Verstappen incident on the restart yeah. so with Max V getting a penalty and Danny Rick breaking his front wing on Rosberg Alonso could have ended up on the podium that would have been a result after yeah after the season they've had I mean it's not going to make their car more reliable or better at faster tracks but Singapore will they do well you know the sort of slower tracks we've got coming up Monza and Spa are going to be a bit of write-offs and we'll be back to the usual McLaren unfortunate situation but they could basically pull out a result at some of the slower tracks later on in the year it's the mechanical grip tracks where McLaren are going to get, you know, their best form. But I think even today, you know, they, I think they were maybe third or fourth slowest car at best. So you know, they were kind of there or thereabouts with Lotus. I don't know how Alonso managed to hang on to that battle with the Toro Rosso's and Massa early on in the Grand Prix. And it was, you know, just a, for me, Alonso's driver of the day, no question. I think Vettel's driver of the weekend and I mean Alonso's driver of the day but Hamilton I mean you could tell he just wasn't there today you know, I, 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 what caught me out was what he said about himself having one of the best weekends of his career after yeah. qualifying and it was almost like he thought oh well yeah I've got this in the bag 
and all of a sudden it goes wrong at the start and I said the start would be crucial yeah. and he just lost his head from there the difference between old Lewis and new Lewis is that old Lewis would have tried to take it out on other people and would have been like Monaco basically he had a messy accident about Maldonado he feels aggrieved he takes it this, this race he now these days he just sulks and takes it out on himself but at least he stayed in the race and he ended up the, the pendulum swung back towards him which is how crazy this race was after everything he went through penalties crashes and everything else he still ends up increasing his transit lead I mean how crazy is this race when that could happen I think you have to say that was old Lewis today. That move that Lewis made on, on Rosberg and then on Ricardo, those were two very old Lewis moves. Those are two very 2011-esque type moves. Fortunately, just to be fair, in between that, he put on one of the passes of the season on the, the course India, around the outside in turn one. That was brilliant. Yeah, fantastic pass. I couldn't believe that. So it would look, for one moment, as I say, as the pendulum swung, it looked like it was going to be his race. He was coming back on Rosberg. The safety car came out. And then is it really just Mercedes at the start of having no tyre pressures? Because both Rosberg and Lewis were struggling to the Ferraris on the start and the restart. Yeah, I mean, that restart was... That's, that, it was a bit tricky because... Lewis kind of had to try and take on Nico, but Nico was going to have Kimi in front of him. It was down on power, so it was always going to be advantage Nico in that scenario. So uh, I guess Lewis didn't quite just get the jump like Ricardo did. So yeah, one of the deals. Talk to the rest of uh, JBus as well. John Button Appreciation Society, of course, launched in uh, honour of John Button, Jensen Button's father, who sadly died at the beginning of last season, but uh, they're still here and still in his honour. Hello, uh, let's talk to Dom, Dom Mushroom. What have you got to say about that while he's singing the uh, one of the anthems? Boys, uh, boss. Oh, sorry. Yes. That's why you actually know Italian singing <laughs> the words. Good. Nice. Anyway, yes. Uh, what, where, I don't know where to launch this. I don't know what. There's so much launching. happened. So much happened. Are you launching? I've launched this. What? What? What point to focus on? Is, is, what point? Is microphone. My, oh, my point. My big point. Oh, I no, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that now. But after such a race, I mean, what was the dominant? What was the biggest drama of the race to you? I mean, there's so much going on. I think it was just the, the madness, the sheer chaos. Fernando Alonso is definitely the driver of the day because he was just. No one could have predicted at the start of the race what on earth would happen, especially McLaren being so far up and Mercedes being just. I don't know. You could predict Mercedes being petulant and unlucky, but for McLaren just to pick up the pieces from reliability to finish a race I think I think is unparalleled I think they just take finishes anywhere they can at the minute because of reliability and then suddenly they're finishing with both cars in the point which yeah. no one expects I mean suddenly when they when they get the opportunity and are able to carry on driving while everyone else is around them is losing their heads and their various other parts then you know fair play to them Sadie seemed massively weak in the early parts of the races first Williams and now Ferrari what's wrong with their starts? Um, I think they don't practice them enough I think there's problems with the clutches I think there's there's issues Issues there, but I think McLaren, um, Ferrari, and Williams are now kind of getting the hang of it. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. In the shorter, non-horsepower-based tracks, I mean Spa and Monza probably all for uh, all, all Mercedes. But later on, towards the end of the season, we could end up with more surprises. Absolutely, I think Williams and Mercedes will be the teams to beat in Spa. But yeah, as you say, Ferrari and, and other teams, you know, maybe there's even a Sauber or a Toro Rosso could be in there towards the end of the season because of the slower tracks. Imagine if it'd be wet. On a, on a non-horsepower track imagine that who would win that one uh, oh I don't know I think I'm say Button well I'd, I'd like to think Jensen Bunn but uh, you know it's, you look at Red Bull today and they were they were even with the Renault engine still quite good and half a car falling off and half a car falling off but I mean bits just fell off and including Hulkenberg's which you still don't know why it failed 
Yeah, that was a. It's been two front wing failures. I don't know what it is. Let's look into the mounts and various cars. But yeah, that was a weird accident. I, I saw it on the onboard feed, and it looked like he would he clipped the uh, Toro Rosso because it just it was it was the Red Bull, wasn't it? It just cut to him, the Red Bull. It looked like he flew straight past him and clipped him on the way through. But surprisingly, despite the ultra HD camera and the many many replays we got, turns out the wing just fell off by itself. But that's. I'm surprised they didn't just even retire the other car. I reckon it's the two new holes they put in created uh, kind of Venturi effects and negative vortices and, and, and the air pressure pushed it down too far and it snapped. I don't know what you're talking about. It's too technical for me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, well, I, th I think that I think maybe potentially... He came off the DRS though when he started crashing, that was good. DRS glue. Uh, crashing into the barrier, better come off the DRS. Yes, well, I, I, I shan't keep you from my other half much longer, so yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's a bit weird. Uh, would, you, would, you, would you rather hear, Vicky, is that what you're saying? Well, no, um, you mentioned her name as I said, you know, I would go and talk to her, so I'm, I'm letting yeah, you. I'll mention you, you, you as a collective, Jay Bass, you speak as one. You're not, you're not individuals to me. Anyway, well, so. You get around to Pagey, it's going to be a riot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyway, you so. Missed M. What? You missed M. Oh, M. You want to talk about something, M? So M. she doesn't. <laughs> What's your highlight of the race? I'm still trying to process it, to be honest, there's yeah. that much going on. Um, I think Verstappen finishing fourth. No one's talked about that yet. Yeah, and he survived penalties like most people, I suppose, but he did really well. Yeah, um, what else as well? Um, probably just Hamilton having a really rubbish race for a change. It's spiced it up quite a lot. Exactly. We need that as a championship, yeah. don't we? We need sort of kind of the dominant force yeah. being dominant. I remember now is... Oh no, Mossberg won't be ahead now, will he? No. No. Uh, well, it'll be close anyway. So. So that's why you, know, you have to reset yourself because we were so used and we were thinking we're going into this long summer break with Rosberg two points ahead or whatever it was and suddenly what a race because things keep happening yeah best race this season up to yeah. now definitely we should bring M to the pub more often because yeah. every time every, every time, time, comes every to time pub, I come something, ha something good happens when was the last time you were here uh, Monaco oh well that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> the end something happens well, you make Max Verstappen sort of you activate his rage mode either he does really well and he overtakes or he yeah, crashes I'm his good luck charm yeah. you're Max's biggest fan then Pardon? Gonna be Max's biggest fan. Not his biggest fan, but I'm I'm more just a Toro Rosso fan. So yeah. Cool. And uh, okay, so I'm going through all of J Bus then. Okay, Vicky, you get a go. Thank you for sending me over there. But uh, he's getting round of applause over there. I think. Uh, anyway, um, Vicky, yes, uh, Button did well. But uh, some point, one point, he was ahead of Alonso, wasn't he? But uh, then somehow Alonso got past him. So Button got points. It's got to be a good day for you, the girl with the Button tattoo. Absolutely, I'm delighted for Jensen. I think it's finally a sign of progress at McLaren. Yeah. The fact that although they weren't, they still weren't exactly speedy, but the fact that they were there to pick up the pieces. Um, same for Red Bull, I suppose you would say that they had reliability issues and general sort of speed issues. Um, and you see them today, two drivers on the podium and the highest scoring team of the day. So um, it, you can see some progress in you know in season. Um, and yeah, I'm delighted for McLaren. Obviously, Alonso finished ahead, but yes, Jensen Button actually got some points. I'm delighted. And uh, you were seen to be supporting the Lotuses at some point uh, lots of penalties for every Lotus driver but mainly Maldonado because Maldonado saw his teammate getting a penalty thinking I can do better than that and uh, got about 10 more I think three, not ten. But now I will tentatively shake my past to pom poms. I'll, st I'll stand by the fact that two of them were sort of, uh, you know, sort of uh, speeding issues or overtaking issues. There's nothing to. It wasn't like I he had three collisions at least. I'm feeling it was overtaking the safety car and 
speeding in, in the pit lane, which I guess he did when everyone was being dra- dragged through the pits because of the crash. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they were quite close together when they actually happened. So I, it's fair to do the penalties because it's black and white rule, isn't it? So you know, another driver's got the penalty as well. So I think it's fair. I hope not everybody just jumps on the bandwagon that all he ever does is crashing at penalties because actually he's not had that many penalties this season and he's had some great races. I think. Yeah, but I was, it, it was did well. It was Silverstone. Was actually everyone was like, man, not doing well. Oh, he's doing well. Look at him go. Look at him go. Oh, bless him. It's always such a surprise for everyone. But no, I think today, um, I mean, I think his incident was a lot less harsh than Hamilton's into Ricardo. I think it was more of a, a lock-up and he just didn't have the apex. And, and so, the, uh, Force India, uh, the first corner, when he hit Perez and Perez went up. Yes, the, yeah. yes that's the one. I, it's so long ago, I can't remember. But yeah, I think, as I think Mel knows, it wasn't, it wasn't too harsh, but it still needed a penalty. So um, obviously I was having much laughter at um, Hamilton's various mishaps and the fact that he actually admitted fault slightly in the middle where he apologised. Seems to be the difference between new Hamilton and old Hamilton. Old Hamilton would have got into a messy incident and blamed someone else, like in Monaco, like with Maldonado. New Hamilton just seems to sulk and take it out on himself. Uh, I don't know if we have a new Hamilton because I think you'll find in the first corner he was already shouting at Rosberg and blaming him for him being in fourth place. So I don't think we have a new Hamilton. I think he just got so far down the field and he realised, you know what, I can't blame anyone but myself for some of these things and finally admit his fault, which, yes, is, is more mature than some of his previous efforts. Yes. I say that uh, I am around racing drivers a lot, unfortunately, even just in karting and corporate things. There's a lot of difference between the initial adrenaline-fueled reaction and when you're sat down and had think about it. So let's see what he says now in the post-race interviews. But yeah, it was uh, a silly mistake. I don't what t- Mercedes in first lap seems to be massively vulnerable. So that gives people cheer for the next race in Spa. You can get ahead of them and just get out of the DRS zone because it's a long straight before we get to the DRS zone. But yeah, lots going on. I have to think about Maldonado again. If all his penalties were financial penalties, would he be bringing more money to the team than it ends up costing them? I'm sure he still brings more than the, the, the you know thousand or five hundred or whatever it is that they get fined for uh, when it's a team issue. Yeah, it's like hundreds of thousands when you get fined. Is it really? Yeah, like even so you go, you do that. What if you speed in the pit lanes in practice or something? It's like a crazy amount. It's like hundred thousand dollars. It might be euros, but yeah, what, what's that worth at the moment? Nothing. I don't know. I don't, I don't know who they're who they're lining up though, because I know that they, they they need the money quite frankly. Yeah. And Maldonado genuinely has this season had some really good races. So I think it, it, I think there's been past years where he's been more easily criticised. I think this year it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, too easy to dismiss him actually. He makes, he makes it more exciting when no one else do. I'll give him that. So yeah, that's something. Uh, Lewis Sudderby bite live. Uh, that's more like a MotoGP level of excitement. Haha, <laughs> little reference for you there. Hope you enjoyed it. But yeah, I mean, when the championship sort of swung one way and then the other in one race, it was just balmy. Yeah, it was. I mean, I have to say, I've missed the 2011 Hamilton, so it was good to see him grace us with his presence today. But uh, yeah. I'd rather that and main stupid race like that than just sit around and watch sort of Austria level of boredom, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was weird. As soon as he botched the start, Hamilton just never seemed to recover. He always seemed to be in incidents and placed his car in the wrong place. And I don't think he can have any complaints about going off on the first lap or his penalty that was deserved as well. And then just when it looked like Rosberg was about to take the lead off the lead of the championship with second, he gets a puncture. So, yeah, it was the kind of race that Fulham really needed. I mean, it, Silverstone was a great race, but we haven't had an absolute classic this year, have we? So it was good to see a, a race that really was exciting from start to finish. I mean, we've got a long summer break now, so can Mercedes work on their bad starts because you know Bosberg did, didn't make the best of starts either and uh, can or can Ferrari and maybe Williams decide realise that where Mercedes are weak and sort of plan for that I don't know I don't know whether it was a case of them having bad starts and Williams and Ferrari just having amazing starts but the thing is come Spa obviously the starts are going to change a bit so I don't know how much they can do because the starts are going to be different from Spa anyway so it's then going to be down to the driver to nail it and used to have back in 
before traction control and stuff came in, you used to have some drivers like Alacy and people like that, which are amazing starters. We might have that again, where it's just, it just logically, I just think if two separate chance. teams can get past them in two separate races, yeah, that's the only chance we've had all season of people challenging Mercedes is by getting ahead of them at the start. Because once Mercedes get out front one and two, no one's catching them. So that's the only chance we've had in an exciting race, and we've had two in a row now. So. I say, as long as it gives the team something to aim for and the fans something to hope for, that we, hey, you know, it's not going to be as predictable as you expected. No, and Vettel's. I mean, he's still a long way back. He's 42 points back, but he's sort of he's he's close enough now to give Mercedes a bit to think about. And obviously, there's no double points this year, which last year kept last year that kept Ricardo in it longer than he actually should have been. So this year, Vettel's actually going to have to put a few more wins together to be in contention. But yeah, it spices it up a bit. And the fact that both of Mercedes finished down the field, it's it, every now and again that's not a bad thing. Yes. Okay. So we've got two more. Uh, no, they're watching the football results. Well, look at oh, there's a football trailer on. What? Who are these two other people in JBS? Hello. What's your name? Uh, Dean. Dean. Hello. I'm Paul. Do you want to talk? <laughs> That's it. That's all I do. One word answers. But yes, I mean, what was your highlight of the race? I think we can try and mention everything and stuff that hasn't been talked about yet. So what's uh, what was your highlight? What was your favourite part? Uh, I actually like the fact that people are actually trying to have a go at overtaking. True. Um, Danny Ricciardo at the end there, he tried at least, you know, better than sitting behind. He's not going to do it with his engine power, was it? Well, the best thing about overtaking is a lot of people are mess- making a mess of them, yeah. which makes it a lot more interesting race. And, um, you know, there's a track like this as well, where you'd think there's only really one place to overtake. It's nice to have people actually seen having a go. Yeah. And even if you are failing, at least it makes a bit more drama, a bit more action. Yeah. And I suppose you do have to thank the, the safety car for bringing it all right back. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what the race would have happened if they would have let the uh, tail catch up with the rest of the, the uh, pack, you know. Maybe kept the safety car in because you might have seen a low Alonso and Button getting further up. What might have been? And, you know, it might have been even more harder for the likes of Osberg and Hamilton to catch up. They might have been out of the points altogether. They've been right at the back of the pack, so... Said, as someone said earlier, it's better to have a race when everyone's having an off-par day than a, a one where everyone's having a good day. And it's nice to see someone else on the podium for a challenge. I mean, it's great to see Kvyat on the podium for the first time. I mean, he's going to be up there quite a lot in the future. And um, both, both Dr. Marco, when he gave him a kick up the arse, suddenly, yeah. oh, well, maybe I'll eat that, those words. But it's, it's great to see um, Red Bulls actually look like they're more raceable now. And great to see both um, McLaren's as well in the points for a change. Yeah. So that's a good news for them. I mean... And it's also it's it's a good to see a whole race where throughout the whole race from the very beginning you wasn't sure who's was going to win. There's always five or six drivers in contention the whole race, and especially when you come right at the end. I mean, it obviously looked like Ricardo was going to win up until the end with Rosberg. So half a car. Yeah, but um, I mean that one side of um, Ricardo's car must be half over the track now. The amount of bumps he's had, but, but yeah, we've got Ricardo, half of Ricardo's car. We've got half of the Force India down the straight, and we got probably front wings from Kimi Raikkonen in the back section. Anyway, yeah, just one more person. There. Hello, Jay Bass, last person. What's your name again? Sorry, David. Hello, David. And yeah, any highlights of the race for you? We haven't talked about yet, or just uh, what was your favourite part? Also, it was a great result. Um, the, the hysterics with Hamilton after the safety car, I was absolutely laughing my bollocks off, to be honest. Oh, I, I swore. I've got to make a bleep now, my language. Um, yeah, you say testicles, so I can just edit it over. Testicles. Right, let's see how well I can edit. Anyway, carry on. Um, yeah, great result. Um, obviously, a Ferrari fan, so it was great to see us back out there again. Yeah. Nice to see that after all of the talk at the start of the weekend with Hamilton trying to emulate Senna with the 41, the Vettel's gone and done it, and nobody's really made much of it. But... Um, but Shame about Kimmy, and is that really the sort of? Is he just winding down the clock now? I mean, it could have been like a rejuvenation for him, but that really 
Kimmy's a, a motivation-based driver more than most, so what do you think that'll mean for the rest of his season, and is this the end of Kimmy? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a shame, and obviously the car's let him down, um, but obviously he went out the race, and then there was still everything happening. I mean, the last kind of 15, 20 laps, nobody knew what was going on. Penalties everywhere, so... Do you want Bottas in that seat next year? Um, sorry, I, I wouldn't say no to Bottas. Um, it'd be interesting to see what choice they make, but... Will they give him equal stage, I think, or will he just have to sit behind Vettel sometime? Uh, well, sorry, I think they'll let him race, but Vettel's going to be the number one driver. I think that'll just be pretty evident, unless he comes in and, if they do choose him... Uh, do a Ricciardo and blow Vettel away. Possibly, possibly. I'd like to see that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame for Kimmy, but uh, yeah, great result for Ferrari, so you're happy today. Thank you. <laughs> and that's, that's really the end of the day, really. It's the end of the podcast and the end of such a fraught and frantic Hungarian Grand Prix. I don't know what's happening over this table. I've missed out, but uh, even the uh, well, the even the podium ceremony is over, so there's nothing to react to. Did you see anything exciting on the podium that I missed over there? Uh, we were ba- we were bopping along to the Italian national anthem. You know, it's a, it's a jovial, lovely tune, and memories of the German national anthem again. Another seven years of that, maybe. But um, uh, no, because uh, we don't get enough of it with Mercedes. Oh, fantastic! Who was the guy doing the podium again? Uh, I think he's the Dutch commentator. We don't just get English people. You know, sometimes there's a wider world of I think Formula it's the One first out there. Time I've ever seen somebody I don't know on the podium his name's Olaf Mar- I'm not sure I didn't really see it so uh, it just reminds me of Australia when Arnie came out and it's just like no he's Austrian not Australian <laughs> he's had that joke for a few weeks he's only really come here to say that joke anyway thank you Miller to end on a punchline I do like that uh, it has been a very exciting uh, where were we we're, uh, Hungarian Grand Prix continue doing all the normal things I usually say downforce radio uh, with the downforce debrief Vicky and Dom usually appear on that the Lewis if you heard uh, usually talks on bike live on a Friday on two weeks wheeled issues uh, and I'm on it sometimes and me and Big Mac are on it as well so Downforce Radio keep listening they graciously host this podcast so thanks to them and uh, Motorsport in Pubs look at the website motorsportinpubs.co.uk you could join the fun and uh, when it's a race like this it's a fantastic atmosphere so you should join us and uh, get involved so do tweet me at Motorsport in no at Motorsport in Pubs for Motorsport in Pubs I am at Msport Pubs Brum for if you're in Birmingham or at Formula Pubscast for this podcast any more adverts no, that's the end of that. I'm just talking to myself now. Good grace. I enjoyed it. Best race of the season so far. Probably will be one of the best for a long time. So well done, everyone. And uh, keep driving badly, everyone. It makes the races a lot more exciting. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Uh,